Today on the show, Radical Ones, we continue our sword and sorcery summer and release the Kraken with 1981's Clash of the Titans. Let loose the Kraken! It's time to get radical. Something really special that I've been promising to show you. What would you do to get him? Grab him! And take him! Take him! Like that! Hey! Look! The Dungeons and Dragon try! Yes! Let this be our final battle! I have my eyes. I have my cunning. And now I have strength. A never-ending adventure new for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! You must find a champion. Heart, pure in spirit. Champion? What champions? Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with everyone's favorite brother and mine, David, for another episode in our sword and sorcery summer. David, welcome back. I'm ready to cast a couple of spells. Two weeks in a row, we have David with two, to me, classic sword and sorcery movies. This week, of course, is Clash of the Titans. And next week is a favorite of mine, Jason and the Argonauts. I I think Jason and the Argonauts was the template for this. But before that, we got to talk about some gossip. And should (laughs) actually, should we cue our our jingle we haven't used in forever? You looking mighty spry today. Got some spring in your step. Mm -hmm. But I ain't want the gossip, so you ain't heard it from me. But I ain't want the gossip. You just do me a favor. You stay away from nosy, gossiping hens, and you be okay. But I ain't one to gossip, so if anyone asks you, you ain't heard it from me. No, you haven't. Mm Mm-hmm. But I ain't one to gossip, so you ain't heard it from me. Okay. So, as some of you might know, I mean, it's obscure for some people. There's a band, S Club 7, an English pop group. Unfortunately, one of their members, Paul Catamol, passed away right before Easter weekend. They were actually just getting together for their 25th anniversary tour, and all seven members had signed up. Long story short, me being a fan of this band, I made a post about Paul on our Instagram, David. It became very popular unfortunately it's a death post which is never fun but you know it was shared amongst fans it's in the vein of our podcast it's radical retro rewind it's almost your your style of uh posts is kind of like bright i don't know i like to do bright colors collages yeah no it's it's definitely collages but it's like andy warhol that's what i was going with it's the and you're the andy warhol of the radical retro rewind it's kind of like in that vein so one day I'm on eBay. I'm like, you know what? Let me check good old S Club 7. I don't know why. And all of a sudden, I could not believe this. For a minute, it took me. I see a shirt with the picture of it. Exactly the same. They cut off our logo and they kind of just, they added this Paul's signature, which actually made it look pretty good. I wish I would have thought of that myself, David. The autograph. And he immediately called me and said, bitch, did you try to sell Radical Retro Rewind merchandise? No, he did not. Not at all. Matter of fact, Good friends of the show, Jeff from GCAP Recap and David from Slash Vision were amongst the people to try to help me pull these down, right? So I, I let them know. They they contacted eBay, but this is amazing. So <laughs> the original one goes down, right? Two days later, three more different people pop up with this same design. Now, of course, I get David involved. Other David, brother David involved. <laughs> He, you went on an investigation, David. Some of you might know that one of my many careers was I was a private investigator. Certified private investigator. Thank you. I did a little digging. I did numerous complaints, obviously, to eBay <laughs> and to Etsy. Okay, so not only was it on eBay, David did find it on Etsy as well. So they're multitasking these people. So let me stay, let me just preface something. This is the this is the irony of the world that we live in. 
Ryan created a one-of-a-kind shirt for the Thundercats. Oh, you know, yeah, we do the yeah. recap of Thundercats at last Friday of every month. He did an original artwork piece, and it has our thing, because we call our followers on their bunglers. It's an inside joke for us. And it, it, he, no one will let him print this shirt, even though it's original artwork. It's saying it's a copyright infringement, right? So right. no one will let him print this shirt, even though he drew the whole thing himself. It's not like he didn't like superimpose anything or collage anything he literally drew, drew drew it out and colored it and everything it's funny how someone can take an image like that that was done and steal it and there's no copyright infringement nobody cares it's literally a logo on it you know so i honestly when i saw it i didn't know to be upset or to be honored yeah dave because at one point didn't i joke i was like we should buy these shirts because this is gonna be a legacy <laughs> Where are we going wrong where we cannot do this? We're caught up in every single thing. Yeah. And they take down everything, literally anything that we do. But someone can literally steal our designs or Ryan's designs. No, it's ours. That has a logo on it. And I, so first of all, for all of our listeners, I don't want anybody to think that we're those people. Like, we're not stuck up. We're not thinking like, we're so good. And how dare you do this? But being that we've tried so hard to come up with original artwork and do things that someone could take something I guess maybe because he's a public figure maybe it's different but this was also an original design and someone could steal it and literally the only reason why this went down I'm going to be honest with you is because I did some snooping around I was able to trace back to the person that was doing it and I believe this person was behind the two different not the Etsy one but the two different ones because they were both in in a southern state next door to each other I feel like this person and so I did some investigating. Obviously, I sent messages saying this is a copyright infringement. I also contacted Etsy and eBay, but I also sent private messages to this person saying that. And so I think the kicker was this person thought they had anonymity and was basically not listening. And then I put their name. I said, are you blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) magically, everything came down. Yes, because eBay wasn't taking these down this time. They took the original ones down. They would take ours down. I really don't get it. It's just the fact that people can so easily steal something. And again, like you said, it's not because we're so wonderful. I mean, this man is dead. And the thing is, too, is that when you do a search of him, that picture came up. This is the only thing that ever has come. Yes, like when you type in Radical Retro Rewind, you're going to get a Radical Retro Chicken Place in California. This only image came up for him. <laughs> it's like you don't know to be honored or like it's a slap in the face. Yeah, so. so what is that? What is that? That was our thing. We promised on our Thundercats show that we would tell this story. So I figured this was the perfect time to do it. This is so Ryan, obviously, is my younger brother. And over the years, I've always been very protective of him. So this is just like he we're laughing about this because this is something I remember once that he went to Verizon and they were giving him. <laughs> and I was like, tell him your brother's coming. <laughs> and all of a sudden, magically, the return went through. <laughs> But too bad he came and he was so lovely. It didn't, you know, like, it wasn't like he was going to attack the person. You get more flies with honey, but I also am very direct and and I And it worked out. And the person might have been flirting with him too afterwards, we kind of thought. You know, there was a two for one special. I know, I could have gotten a a discount, a date, and a return. So (laughs) radical ones, we just thought that was a funny story. And guess what? Any of our listeners that do any kind of printing work, if you can come up with a way, we would love to talk with you or private message us because I want to know how we are not allowed to do anything of original artwork, but (laughs) someone can literally take anything else. I see stuff that's literally copyrighted and people are selling shirts. It wasn't sold. And I'm like, but we're doing original artwork artwork anyway we have a great show this movie clash of the titans first of all they did a remake i did not care for it as much as the original and it brought back a lot of memories and i have a bunch of notes oh even better and we'll go from there provide him with suitable weapons weapons of divine temper a helmet a shield a sword find and fulfill your destiny. The myth. The magic. The mystery. The majesty. Destroy Argos! Let loose the last of the Titans. Metro Goldwyn Mayer presents. 
clash of the titans. The good, the evil, the danger, the daring. How may a mortal man face and defeat the Kraken? Clash of the Titans. The combat, the courage, the splendor, the spectacle. Clash of the Titans. Starring Harry Hamlin as Perseus, Judy Bowker as Andromeda, Burgess Meredith, Maggie Smith, Ursula Andress, Claire Bloom, Sean Phillips, Flora Robeson, and Lawrence Olivier as Zeus. Before history, beyond imagination. Clash of the Titans. June 12th, 1981, David, it was released the same day as Raiders of the Lost Ark. So that right there is a high box office battle, I would say. I have to bring this up. Our two favorites around here, certain certain reviewers from the past, Siskel and Ebert, David, we've actually found it. They found a movie that they liked. They gave praise to Clash of the Titans. Is it because Harry Hamlin was in it or the magical Maggie Smith? Oh, you know who else was in this, which was amazing? What's her name? Ursula Andres, I want to say. She was like that. Well, it wasn't Ursula Utters from A Dirty Shame. Yes, Ursula Andres. She was like this model and sex symbol back in the day. And she plays Aphrodite. She gets top billing and she has one word of dialogue in this movie, if anything, which is great. The names in this movie Burgess Meredith, of course, the penguin, Lawrence Olivier as Zeus, who actually got very sick on this movie, David, and had to take a lot of time off during the film. Of this. Thank God he was up in the heavens in that seat. An author, Stephen Wilk, said in 2000 that most people today are aware of the story of Perseus and Medusa owe their knowledge to this film. I would agree. You, right. Okay. So you do agree with that, David. They put it in pop culture and the, the modern lens. I don't know where it comes from, but we've always, and I don't think it's a school taught thing, we know about Greek mythology. Yeah, how do we know about the, it? The jealous gods and this yeah. and that. It's because it's it's just part of that folklore or whatever that you. I Zena guess. and Hercules. <laughs> yeah, things like that. And I always loved that Zena and Hercules fought against the gods because Hercules was half god. I don't know about Zena, but she was. Hardcore. No, Zena was mortal, but yes, Hercules was another child. Zena, Zena. <laughs> Oh, you did that. David has been doing this forever. That was all him right there. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I know Leah, our lovely Leah from Australia, is a Xena fan. So I love Xena. We should probably do that. The Xena retrospect. So this is also, they consider a master class in stop motion animation. And my God, the creatures in this movie were done by Ray Harryhausen, who is a legend in the stop motion art, really. It's a dead art at this point. But he's, he made Pegasus, all the creatures, Medusa, the Kraken, Calibus, all of these creatures were made by this man who literally moved one thing at a time and He'd be just, Kraken. He'd be the Kraken. He'd be Kraken. This movie gave us release the Kraken, which is another quote, much like Luke, I am your father, that is just repeated over the years by people. I agree. No. I am your father. Let's give the general idea of this movie, and then let's hit some of our points, David. A fantasy adventure film loosely based on the Greek myth of Perseus, starring Harry Hamlin, the son of Zeus, Perseus, and Calibus, which is this another son. It's Maggie Smith in this movie. It's another god's son on Earth. These are one of these things where there's, like, men that are living on Earth, and they're birthed by God. They're, they're like, what? I don't, what, what are the, what's the actual word for it? They're not deities where there's something like demigods calibus is the spoiled son of the sea goddess Theseus. 
I want to say, who is betrothed to the princess, the daughter of Cassiopeia. Radical ones, you know, Ryan talking. Especially Leaning Tower of Pisa, what? <laughs> Pisa committing several atrocities against Zeus, including destroying Zeus's sacred flying horses. Calipus is transformed into a deformed, satyr-like creature, and he is our main enemy of this movie. Yeah. Where do you want to start, David? If anybody's listened to Legend with Tom Cruise previously, it was windy. It started <laughs> More wins, more wins. I did not remember the beginning, so the beginning is basically a king takes his daughter and her newborn son into a floating casket to kill them because he's upset that she got pregnant. I guess he knows by Zeus, which he, he Zeus came down in a, a rain of gold and impregnated her. So there's, there, there's a part of the movie where they, the goddesses talk about how Zeus turns into raindrops and this and that. So he was a golden shower. Oh, my but like really, really gold, gold. So he rained down on her. I don't know. He's a, he's an admirer of women, but he does things like he'll turn into a fox. I, I, I first let of all, it rain over me. Yeah. Let it rain over me. I was like rain on me, Lady Gaga. So the rain impregnated her. I, I don't know. I guess he got his jollies off on uh, raining on her gold. I mean, listen. Zeus is known to father a lot of children. Do you remember do you remember from Into the Woods when she says, Shiver and quiver, little tree, yes. silver and gold rain down on me. So, and then you get impregnated and you get thrown into the sea. I found there was a lot of joyful music in this thing. This, Great this whole music. movie. Harry Hamlin was absolutely gorgeous in this movie. I, I don't know if he's what you would consider. Is he classically handsome? His lips were beautiful. Beautiful, his hair. His lips are amazing. He just really looked good. I don't know if he's classically beautiful, David. That's a great question. Lisa Renna, you're lucky. I've actually heard a lot of negative things about him being a terrible person. I don't know, allegedly. Well, I've seen episodes and clips of when he's on that The Real Housewives thing, I think Beverly Hills. He just seems a very, like, a very low key person he just like was barbecuing or something but then again you know you never know anybody you never know harry hamlin plays perseus the son of zeus and zeus does favor him does favor him of course but he also he he sends what is poseidon to make sure that the floating cast gets to a beautiful island where they can live together in peace and harmony i love when poseidon comes on camera because every time they kind of superimpose him underwater and he does not look natural at all this actor and he's always cranking something underwater what's his name is it bajorn whatever from from Abba. Abba. If he got, when he was old, like now that he's older and the hair is flowing. So Zeus punishes this king and this whole kingdom because he threw his daughter, the woman that he impregnated with magical gold and the son and his son. He destroys the whole thing. He has them release the Kraken to destroy the whole city. Now, let me ask you something. And, and, the, and the other goddesses are telling him, but there's so many temples for you. This man made one mistake. Why not go after the man and not the whole city? Yes. Yes. Not to harm this woman and this and that, but he's harming all these other people. So this is about that pettiness of the gods, that they are fundamentally evil and flawed in many ways. They're quote-unquote gods, but they're more like people. Petty, they're petty. Then, yeah, they're, they're Karens. Christus must be punished and his people with him. My Lord Poseidon, I command you to raise the wind and the sea Destroy Argos! And to make certain that no stone stands, that no creature crawls, I command you to let loose the last of the Titans. Let loose the Kraken! The kingdom of Acrisius must be destroyed. As you command. Yet, be certain, no harm befalls young Danai or her son. Bring them safe. To some remote and peaceful shore, go now swiftly. Why wasn't Calibus? And I always remembered this as Calipus being the one that threw per- Perseus in the water, but it's not. Wouldn't it have made more sense to turn Calipus into the creature instead of this random person? Or is this just to set up the Kraken that it can destroy things? What do you mean? You know how they had the person in the beginning just be the random villain that just put the, the woman with the baby in to see? Yeah. That should have been Calipus. But it was totally, it's not, it's not, he, it's his not connected role. then. It's not connected. Okay, it's not, not connection. They're not even in the same 
land. The other thing I noted, which again, if you've watched any other Barbarian movies, I'm going to call this, you know, we call this the Summer of Swords and Sorcery. I'm calling it the Summer of Titties, not Swords, because every one of these movies has gratuitous breasts for no reason. So there's a part where young Perseus is walking nude with his mother, which is it's like a very beautiful thing. I'm not, I'm not like doing it like that. No, there's but I know what you're saying. A little, just... a little baby, but they're naked. It just shows that like they're living this very like in this beautiful safe island where nothing happens and paradise kind yeah, of thing. There, so there comes a point where maggie smith's character is pissed off that her son was cursed by zeus so she takes perseus basically is is sleeping on the beach in nothing but a very small loincloth g-string deal and she puts him in in jabba city in a cathedral it's not to be confused with jabba's palace <laughs> yeah that's what here's a jabba's palace you know but you never know and dance woman on that chain but no, 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 no. Yeah, there's no... There's no Sly Sloodles coming out playing a song for Perseus. And then there's also a part where the goddess, Calibus' mom, says, basically, if Calibus has to be miserable, so does Andromeda, his betrothed. Patty, she's like, if my son is going to be unhappy, you're going to be unhappy and suffer along with him. And what of my son, Calibus? His crimes are unforgivable. Be merciful to him. Show pity. Impossible. Calibos had every advantage. You, as patron goddess of the rich city of Joppa, have spoiled and indulged him since birth. You gave him the wells of the moon to rule, and what has he done? Hunted and destroyed every living creature. He has trapped and killed my sacred herd of flying horses, and now only the stallion Pegasus remains. Your son must therefore be punished. No, I beg you, be merciful. He will become abhorrent to human size. He'll be shunned and forced to live as an outcast in the swamps and marshes. He'll be transformed to a mortal mockery, a shameful mark of his vile cruelty. This is my final judgment. No, I implore you. He is to marry the princess Andromeda. He would rule all Joppa and Phoenicia. Let the princess look upon him now. Be comforted. He may change his mind. Had it been his own child, Perseus, he would have forgiven him. But for my son Calibus, there is to be no mercy, no hope. And no marriage with the Princess Andromeda. How can there be now? Yet if my son is not to marry her, then no man will. Isn't it crazy, though, that they actually can have the power to manipulate and kind of, like, throw Zeus's stuff off? But the funny thing is Zeus was still at the same time helping him knowing this. So why didn't he just say, stop what you're doing? <laughs> well, the thing is, is, is again, not to get, get steer off, but is Zeus more powerful than the other gods? Is that what we're assuming? Well, he is, in isn't he the I mean, I thought Zeus was almost like God, right? Like he was, and these people are like, quote unquote, for lack of a better, the saints kind of thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't or whatever. There's a code of conduct that has to be followed through or that he knew that Perseus needed to fulfill a destiny. So he goes into this, he wakes up in this amphitheater. He doesn't know where he is. And Burgess married this character, which is... Quack, quack, quack. No, he <laughs> Amon. Amon. So Burgess Meredith's character, Amon, greets him. I found Burgess Meredith's performance in this movie amazing. I'm going to be honest with you. He's a delight. I believe that he was that character when I saw it. I'm not even A very lovable person. He's a playwright. Lovable, but knowledgeable. And he was very, I mean, literally, Burgess Meredith's character would be the person I would want to hang out with because he's, he's nice. 
He's knowledgeable. He knows his place, so to speak, but he's right. also willing to go the extra mile and, and help and fight if he needs to or whatever. But he's the Giles of this, like a Buffy. He's the one who's guiding him. He's giving him advice. He's the one who sets him up. Oh, go to the witches for this. Go to this for this. He, so he's a theatrical person. He does theater. He gives him a theatrical cloak and a sword. So one day he wakes up and he sees weapons on different statues from different gods. Beautiful weapons, shining, gorgeous shield, but that man's face when you see him. It was that Zeus, I forgot. That was Zeus. That so was what Zeus. happens is he gets these weapons and he uses the sword and the sword can cut through like solid marble without even scratching. It's like a- another mythical sword. The sword of almonds? No. He's given a helmet. He's given a helmet. Invisible. And then the funny part is the shield's like, no, look at me first. Pick me up first. And I'm like, what? I don't remember that being a weird talking shield. No, I didn't remember that either. I thought it was going to talk to him the whole time too. Mm. Well, you're up with the sun. Beautiful morning. Magical. I found this here by the statue. That is a likeness of the goddess of love. It's very remarkable. A sword, eh? Yes. But this is no ordinary sword. Well, it's a strange metal. It's neither brass nor iron. It's it's like no metal that I have ever seen. By the gods. There's a shield. And over there's a helmet. I was right to say by the gods. Who else could make a sword? It slices through solid marble without leaving the slightest blemish on the blade. If the sword can do that, then what about the helmet and the shield? We better. That is you better. Find out. I'll try the helmet. No! Try me first! What did you say? I didn't say anything. The sound came from over there by that statue of Hera. From that shield. I thought we crossed over, David, to quote your Mandela theory about, like, Beetlejuice the musical. I thought we crossed over into an alternate dimension when that shield started talking. I was like, no, his stuff doesn't talk to him. But it does, in this scene anyway. And the, the shield tells him that one day, this shield will basically save his life. And we find out later what happens, what he uses it for. As any young, impetuous person, and even Amon, says basically, oh, just like just like a young man to do that. He basically takes the helmet so that he can't be seen and goes to the center of, of the city. And he is looking around and there's like the smell of burning flesh. And then like he finds out he talks to this, a guard. Yes. He's like, you're a stranger. He's like, yes, I just, I'm just coming here. And he's like, well, what is that? He's like, the princess is trying to get a suitor. Andromeda? Andromeda. Okay, I thought that sounded like space, though. No, Andromeda. So she's cursed, and the suitor, she, the, the suitor is presented with a riddle of some kind, and it changes every day. Riddle me this. Riddle me this! Riddle me this. And the person doesn't get it, it right. It changes yet. every day! I love that. It's like, I'd make a riddle. They get burnt. I wonder if, you know, I wonder if she, like, reuses them after six weeks or so. She's like, that one died, right? That one was burnt up, so. That one the only one who knows it, so let's just, can we just reuse this one? Lo and behold, he, he sees the princess, he starts to get enamored with her, and he visits her in her room with the magic helmet. Stalkerish mm. a little bit, Parvel mm. maybe. And he falls deeply and madly in love with her just by looking at her. You know. And then you see this scene where a very large vulture creature <laughs> comes with a cage with a seat in it and a perch. And this basically this thing takes Andromeda, but it takes yes. only part of her, a mirror image of her. So her body's laying in bed and then part of her comes up. It almost looks like an astral thing. So it's like her soul? But then it becomes solidified. There's a yes. point, there's a part in where he explains that. And then it takes her away to the swamps where Calibus is. So Calibus is still wanting her and he's, it's it's a, actually, Calibus is quite dramatic. Yes, I wrote that. He is dramatic. This man should have been a Shakespearean actor. The poses, the faces. Thetis, divine goddess of the sea, hear the prayer of your son, Show me the way to justice. Show me how to punish Perseus for this blasphemy. Look on this. In wounding me, he has insulted you. Then surely he must be punished. 
Show me. Perseus is protected by Zeus himself. There is nothing I can do. Then punish those that Perseus loves! The Queen, Andromeda, the people of Joppa! Persuade your devoted Lord Poseidon to let loose the Kraken on the city. Let the Kraken destroy Joppa as it destroyed Argus. I demand justice! Justice? Or revenge? And David, by the way, he was not supposed to be an actor. He was supposed to be completely stop motion, but they kind of figured along the lines like, no, we have to give this character some kind of personality. So they that's why they have the shots of the actor in the makeup, which thank God, David. Exactly. So you have her go to this swamp. She walks and Ca- Calibus is there and he gives her jewelry and, he's, and basically she's pleading with him. She's pleading with him to let her go. Now, here's the thing that I don't like. I get the fact that he was transformed into something hideous right she clearly did not love this man because no if you had a partner and they were struck down with something horrific like burnt or something something on our level where we keep burning gets amputated yes and he is quite hideous but he is very dramatic and he does live in the swamp much like yoda between them and she's like please let let me go and let me break like get away from this curse and he's like no like thumbs down you know like my son says if i say do you like it matthew and he's like he puts the thumb then he puts the thumb down now when i make him try to eat something new so he's like (laughs) basically he's like oh and he throws himself around he's like very dramatic on the chair right he's like propped in his little throne and she says basically that she can't love him he's like you know basically why can't you love me and then she takes the necklace and throws it and he's like go he's like waves her away to go back in the cage the perch <laughs> you go back to your bird cage thanks thank god the cage has a seat i put note of that yeah you didn't want her standard anyway and then she comes back and her body is reunited but you find out he said she says why why do you keep doing to this to me he makes yes. her remember the next riddle basically he's not gonna let her go because no. he wants her to love him like this I mean, it's it's quite sad in that way. You could kind of feel for this guy, but at the same time, we found out that he was horrible, right? Like he was, he did wicked things to become this. I, I well, guess he Pegasus. Uh, why is every one of these movies I got to kill a unicorn or a Pegasus? It honestly horrifies me because they did this on The Walking Dead, David. Anytime you saw a horse, you knew it was going to get killed and eaten. Every time on The Walking Dead, a horse showed up eaten. They love to kill these beautiful creatures. So I need to get to the throne room with the queen and the riddle for Perseus. Because tell me, David, we're living in Greek times. We know how petty these gods are that you have to honor them enough that you have statues and you have to have feasts for them. You have to honor them. You got to sacrifice people for them. Why in Zeus's name... Did this queen see fit to tell, say her daughter was more beautiful than the goddess right in front of her statue? Well, that's I put. <laughs> the queen needs to shut up. As I bind their hands with this silken thread, bear witness that as she is my heiress, so Perseus becomes my heir. As she is my daughter, so Perseus becomes my son. <laughs> I give her to the man who has saved us from despair. I give Andromeda the most beautiful of all prizes, more beautiful than anything on earth or in heaven, even more lovely than the goddess Thetis herself. mortal woman. You dare compare your daughter's beauty to mine and in my own sacred sanctuary. You will repent your boast and the cruel injury you have inflicted on my son, Calabos. Forgive. Forgive. In 30 days, on the eve of the longest day of the year, your daughter Andromeda must be taken to the sacrificial rock at the edge of the sea. They are bound and chained to the stone. 
She must be unknown to man. A virgin. A sacrifice suitable for the Kraken. She must be delivered to the Kraken at the setting of the sun, or else the Kraken will destroy all Joppa and everyone within the city. For the insult you have done to me and the cruel injury inflicted on my son, I demand the life of Andromeda. In 30 days. She literally cursed her daughter even further. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Perseus ended up trapping the last... Yes, Pegasus the last Pegasus. ...fly and follow this vulture so he can find out what, where she is. There is a point where he listens to the riddle so he knows what the answer is going to be to the next riddle yes. that's going to be presented by the princess. And then Calibus notices footprints, follows him, and he uses the whip on him. And then it turns out that he loses the he loses the helmet. Yes, sinks in a swamp, and he ends up cutting Calipus's hand off one of them. Yes. So flash forward to the scene that Ryan's talking about. The queen is like, "Is anyone brave enough to come forward? Anyone? A man? Anybody? A child? Take anybody at this point? A janitor? Anybody? Are you to tell me that no one in my kingdom is brave enough? So he comes forward. Would you be when you burn up? She presents her. She's like, I beg you. She says, I think I know you. She's like, I beg you, please turn back. Abandon me. She says, abandon me because she doesn't want to see another person die. Yes. And she makes her do it anyway. And then he has the answer. He said, she's like, what? what is three rings and perfect blah, 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 and this and the moon and all this crap. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black and he's like, it's the ring of Calibus on his hand. And he yep. throws the hand. This is something I would have done on the ground dramatically. I love this later. Calibus actually gives himself a Luke Skywalker deal. And he kind of puts like a, a pitchfork little thing on his hand to replace his hand. Then you, you get to the point where they're, they're, they're doing a hand binding ceremony, like a marriage. Charmed. And I thought of yeah. charmed right away. Hand passing well, that's, or whatever. Hand, it's, 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 it's been practiced a lot. Yes, yeah. yes. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. Um, but she ends up saying something stupid, like her daughter is even more be- And she's going, and she's so beautiful, and she's so gorgeous, and she's amazing, <laughs> and she's even better than the goddess herself. And then she's the goddess was waiting for something to... Yes. She was watching. The statue shows Maggie Smith's eyes kind of looking. She's waiting to get something to get them on. And this vain woman, that is what she calls her, vain foolish woman, something like that. Honestly, that that was the stupidest thing in the whole movie to me. Well, then she curses the daughter again and says that she, in 30 days time on the longest day or something, she has to be chained chained and fed to the Kraken and she must not know of a man. So she can't be, she has to be a virgin. Of course. And if she doesn't do this by this day, the town will be destroyed. So again, this is the worst place to live, Jabba. Or oh, is this Jabba still? <laughs> no, well, the, the one that was originally destroyed, which Perseus is technically the heir to, I guess, through Zeus, was Theos. 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 Okay, that sounds familiar, actually. Something like that. So then we get to the point where this is now we're going to go on this big adventure. This is the quest. Yeah, this, this is, is the, the setup. Quest. This is the quest. He loves her. He wants to save her at all costs. He's going to do anything and risk his whole life you see zeus saying you better help my son he's talking to the goddesses and he's like he lost the helmet she's like yeah <laughs> it's in a swamp you gotta give him something else you gotta give him something else he's like give him your pat your bird give him your owl did you see that woman ace and she's like i will never give him my owl so he's like oh he goes it will make me happy like <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Passive aggressive. He's like, and it's also, I'm telling you, Dave. Athena, David. Athena, by the way. Because the, the, the bird is, what's his, Babu? Bubo? Bubo. 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 Because it's knowledgeable and knows things and can see things. So she ends up going to the... Like a, a metal worker? Hep- I want to say hepatitis to build the mechanical repula. <laughs> Hepatitis? Hephitis? That one. She orders that one to make a mechanical replica. He makes a mechanical version, which is super R2-D2. It's flying straight for us. 
Is it a hawk? Is it going to attack? By the gods, an owl. Golden Heavy for the dead branch, eh? How do you know that? He told me. Told you? His name is Bubo. Do you understand all those clicks and the wheezes? Perfectly clear to me. It's another gift from the gods, like the sword in a helmet. He can lead us to the shrine. Amon says to him, I, I need to save her. What can I do? Perseus is saying, he says, there may be, there's no man that can take on the Kraken, but there may be three women yes. that can. And he tells her the, the Stygian witches who have great knowledge. They're like the, they're like the seers, like in Charmed, but they're more like they, they're, they're very old and scary. And they, and they also eat, human they eat flesh. people. They eat, yeah. They eat people that come in. All three are blind and they share a magical eye they call it it kind of looks like a crystal ball though yeah. and they hold it up and they can kind of see what's in front of them like a tunnel I wonder if it was a paperweight from some executive's desk at the studio like we need something just that paperweight on your desk put it up to your forehead and pretend you can see out of it lady would you have preferred i mean it sounds stupid but an eye hmm. or is this okay like a mythical eye no it's cool it's like a crystal so they end up going on this quest with by the way perseus has a partner which radical ones you're gonna see david in this movie I'm telling there's a redheaded his name is Tallow 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 he is David look at him look at him from far away he's got the beard that's David that's your brother David look look at him you should have said yes you didn't know <laughs> yes it it's him. It's David. Take it. He's got a beard, and this is kind of his right-hand guy for this adventure. I just wanted them to have a moment at Brokeback Mountain, but it didn't happen, obviously. So here's the funny part. Andromeda really is devoted to him. She's really taken by him because she says, I'm going with you. I'll go as far as the temple. I can only yes. go as far as the temple of the Stygian witches, but I'm going. And he's like, no, it's too rugged. She's like, I'm your... When my mother's not here, I am in charge. I am the queen. Like, in other words, I, like, I pulling like rank that. on him. She's, and she takes off galloping on the horse she's like i know how to do this she so, probably doesn't want to die though too there's a little bit of that yeah, too well, probably no i just feel like she was so downtrodden and so yes. cursed all that this was something this man is good for her he actually cares about her and there's a scene where they have a celebration and she he says she never loved calibus she was young she said i was young but and i was taken by his i guess worldliness or something like she yes, wasn't yes with basically him. but she has this growing love for perseus well listen if a man wants to be your hero Honestly, I'm gonna be honest with even even me being like a six foot two brute. If I had a man that was like taller than me, and my husband's shorter than me, but if like if I I would be the small spoon. You know what I'm saying? Perseus, take me away, please. I would be like if some man's like I'm gonna take care of you. I'd be like I'm a, I'm also very independent though. But when my younger days, I probably would have been like you know. Let me let me accompany you to the cave at least. <laughs> Yes. So anyway, he goes in the Stygian witches. He Bubo grabbed the eye from them because he doesn't want to get close. They're like, "Come closer." Oh, he's he's handsome. He's got nice thighs or something. Not that fat. Not not enough. Not enough meat eat on them. him. But he says, "Come closer," and he has them grab the eye. And they're like, "The eye! The eye! Give us back the eye! We'll do anything. Give us back the eye!" And so he wants them to tell him what could stop the Kraken. And they basically say Medusa's stare can turn anything living to stone, anything, no matter how big it is. And it, she's like, it's a titan, a titan against a titan. That's what she says. Yes. So these are a mention of the titans. Someone coming. Oh, sounds like a man. A young man. Who has the eye? I do. Give it to me. now. I want to be the first to see him. What do you see, sister? What do you see? 
Yes. A young man, not plump, but well made. Have no fear. I come in peace. Come a little closer, so that we can get a better look at you. <laughs> we are honored by your visit. What can we do to help you? Uh, I need your advice. Then you must come a little closer. You see my two sisters here. I still can't hear him. Suppose we were to move a little closer to him. Hmm? <laughs> After you have answered my question, how may a mortal man face and defeat the Kraken? The Kraken is invulnerable. A hundred men could not fight him. An army could not kill him. Nothing is invulnerable. There must be a way. Perhaps one way. But a way even more dangerous than the Kraken itself. Tell me. Give me the eye, and I'll tell you. First, tell me. The head of Medusa, the Gorgon. One look from the head of Medusa, alive or dead, can turn all creatures into stone. A titan against a titan! <laughs> but first you must win Medusa's head. Uh, she's not going to give it to you. As a present? As difficult and dangerous as to vanquish a thousand krakens. Your only chance against the kraken. And now give us back the eye. We have answered your question. One more question. If the eyes of Medusa, even after her death, can turn all living creatures into stone. What about the blood? Deadly and poisonous. But you have touched the eye. Just as it has the power to give us sight, so it can make your cloak, your red cloak, proof against the blood. The eye is all powerful. Give it to us. You have told me the truth. We swear it. The rest is for you. Seek Medusa on the Isle of the Dead, at the very edge of the underworld. Give us back the eye! Give us the eye! We must have it! Here! Catch! Which kind of does definitely play into the fact that the Titans are uncontrollable, monstrous things. Like, the gods are monsters in their own way, but the Titans are on another level. They're literally creatures. In many shows, didn't the gods lock the Titans up in general? Like, I know this was done in other yes, things. Yes, you had to oh. pull their powers. And yeah, and Charm, they did it too. But the Titans are people that they are too strong for their own good. They usually banish them somewhere. They can't kill them, but they trap them. So he throw they want the eye back. He promises the eye. I do love this. He, after he gets the information, he throws the eye and they're like oh my god he's like catch it which is actually kind of good because as they are evil yeah you see somebody's hand being pulling out of the, their cauldron like that they're boiling someone alive right now as we I actually i liked that part because i was like wow that is really something it shows you how evil they are yeah like they're boiling people alive so yeah but they were right in front of the eye unfortunately they're gonna probably grab it the eye the eye there is a crucial part of this he asked about medusa if he chops her head up yes. his blood is venomous point like it's it's like acid basically and she says but you touch the eye to your red cloak and it will hold medusa his cloak is then like mystified or whatever i would have said oh can i just take this eye?" and he didn't even have to give bring them anything i mean i know they eat people but i would have said oh he has a new cloth rag for your for your clean up this place you need to present me with the leather from zelda before i'm able to sell you the potion yeah exact something dude i would have brought some kind of a gift but anyway that's just me we were raised right ryan we don't go someplace empty hand asking for something yeah take note true. people take note people i thought he was just gonna take the eye with him i for totally forgot as a relic kind of but no he throws it back to them bee boo 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 <laughs> not boo boo <laughs> ready boo boo boy bobo boo 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 Ubo. Ubo? It's it's adorable. I love this. Again, like I said, equated the little sounds to R2-D2, but the creators swear they came up with this two years before Star Wars. I have a little 
don't think so. Those boops, those beeps were, this was three years after Star Wars. That had to have been R2-D2. Give him a cute companion. Give him a robot. Because the fact that you're giving someone a metal bird to begin with is kind of out there in this mythology but you know the gods can do anything but honestly i love this owl i thought it was adorable i do too i think it's super cute and honestly perseus is the only one that understands the chirping and it was funny there's a part when he first meets the bird it goes on a branch but it's too heavy because it's metal and it falls <laughs> it's accident prone it's accident prone and this actually happens a few times which is adorable perseus now it has to go to medusa this is his next journey. He he meets the River Man. He leaves the Stygian witches, right? And then leaves Amon with Andromeda to keep her safe and to bring her back to yes. the city because they're one, they're running out of time. Two, he she can't be around Medusa. And so he leaves her. He doesn't even say goodbye because he knows that she's so strong headed that she'll try to go with him even as far as she can go. Which Princess we don't Leia? I honestly it was refreshing. I know there was some some booby action in the beginning with the mother, <laughs> but that was more like supposed to be like a pure nudist sort of thing. Like Yeah, you're living on Eden kind of thing. Yeah. Like you don't know any better. But but she was a strong character. She had, she was pretty, but she was still strong-minded and had a heart. But at the same time, you know, like in this. Stop lying. You know there was no strong females until the last few years in pop culture. <laughs> no, that's not true. It was a different type of strength. Like Whitney said, I didn't even know my own strength. I got to know. I got to know my own strength. That's right. It's inner strength, radical ones. It's in you. At this point, we're going to the island where Medusa is, right? And Perseus and the gang come across a two-headed devil dog. You know the original one, the one that guards Hades, has actually three heads, usually? The reason why the Hellhound has two heads is because it took Ray Harryhausen too much time to animate the third one. What do you think about that? Removing one of the heads. Well, I mean, it, it is doesn't take it away is. from things, it made right? it unique. And honestly, I didn't recall Medusa having any kind of dogs. So I think it's just an <laughs> no, usually they guard the gates of hell. I think I haven't been to hell recently, so I wouldn't be able to tell you <laughs> what I do like is that the what I did like was the fact that they went down, I guess, what's considered the River sticks, and they had to give the boatman, which is a skeleton. I, I felt like even the skeleton was like, ooh, why are you coming here? Ooh. <laughs> why you look so good? Why you got them lips, Perseus? <laughs> I was ta watching this with Mike, my husband, for those who don't know. I was talking at the TV. I'm like, ooh, he's saying don't go in there. And he's... <laughs> Like, what well, it's true. Why would you go to the land of the dead? They're considering. Bowman, I swear to God. And it, so he drops them off, and he turns around, and, and the, he turns the skeleton person turns and like looks at him mm -mm. like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. "You, you gone? Bye." Because you see, when he gets there, besides the hounds, that there's people turned of stone from Medusa. There's men. Well, I mean, you know, she comes out of the house, which is like this burnt which down, is nice, isn't it? Temple. So here's a little backstory. Medusa was actually a very beautiful woman and was cursed by a god because of jealousy, I believe, again. Yes. Because she was doing it with another with a god. Here's the problem I have with all this. These gods take advantage of these beautiful women and then they get it's like being on like Jerry Springer or something where it's always the it's never the man's fault that's actually doing the thing and lying to the other woman. It's always the woman's fault. And they curse them and do horrible things to them. So ridiculous. And wasn't it that she stayed there or something to protect people, basically, not to turn them to stone or something like that? I think I heard that she she basically went to that place just to be left alone so she didn't turn people to stone. I don't know. They made her more of a, I guess, a villain character in this, of course. God will this shield. One day it will guard your life.
mean, it's beautiful. It's really, I guess you would say, it's one of the highlights of this movie, really. Because people usually think of Medusa or the Kraken. I think of Harry Hamlin. Well, besides that, the Medusa is done very well. A matter of fact, I love that she's an archer. I don't know if that's in Greek mythology as well, but she's shooting people with arrows. She's turning them to stone. He finally beheads her. You know, he does the whole thing. He looks in his shield. And then he ends up chopping her head off. I mean, like, one, two, three. It was one slice. That's and the shield off. is lost because it dips into her blood, which actually starts to melt. Acid. The shield, which is interesting because these were made by the gods, which again shows you the titans are more powerful, I guess. So he carries the head out in a, a satchel, like a bag. I kept saying, why isn't it burning through there? Because in the next scene, David, Calibus comes to delay them. He stabs the head. It turns into scorpions with this black acid, and then he takes the Pegasus as well, unfortunately. He said the eye did something magical to his red cloak. The Stygian witches said it. So the cloak was blessed by the eye, which is a mystical thing. It's like when Angel had the magic condom so he could have sex and not turn into Angelus. Yeah, when he had the the ring of Amara. (laughs) The gem of Amara. Never didn't know her. Never knew her. Another highlight, the scorpion scene. Many of the men are killed. And Calibus also kills me. The redheaded, yes, uh, Tallow. He killed me. Tallow with his red hair. I'm gonna. I'm telling you, look at this man from far away. He's got David's beard, his face. If the actor has passed away, I'll just just go into a comic con and pretend. His name is Tim Bigot Smith. He is dead, David. Aww. He died in 2017 at age 70. Oh my God, young. Okay, David, we're coming to the big battle of this movie. The the grand finale. So we have to preface this by saying, though, Calibus comes, does all this stuff, he kills, he actually stabs me, and then people are going to like you. He stabs you. And then there is a battle, and he does smite, kill yes. Calibus, finally. Thank God. Sorry, so then- Maggie, you can always go to Hogwarts. She really was in everything for so yeah. long. My God. What a career, right? Downton Abbey. And every English production known to man. Oh, throw in Maggie Smith. The princess Andromeda is chained by the water. Beautiful scenery, David. Oh, un- un- we have a gratuitous butt scene where they oil her down, wash her, so she can be nice and fresh for the crack and She's beauty. taking this really well, David. Because she has belief. She believes and trusts in her man. They chain her. She's by the water. Everyone's gathered around her mother. Everyone's worried. He finally gets Pegasus again. And uh, you think that Pegasus is never getting its ass there. That Pegasus looked like it was going so slow. He sends Bubo, Bubo to find him if he's still alive. Yes. He says. So there is a point where after he fights Calibus that he collapses. And there is a little mock-up scene. Oh, yes, like yes. A little scene that, like, where the gods play with these little clay characters, which are the human beings. Humans. And he falls, and you see Maggie Smith all happy with herself because he's fallen. And you see Zeus basically walk and quickly pick up the statue of him, which brings and just kind of like mosey on away, like hoo, 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 hoo. oh, I didn't do that. Like he, it's like playing chess with with the people. I wrote this Zeus is a decent Zeus, almost like in Xanadu, because the one in Xanadu was kind of killed evil. the whole city for one man's. Oh, yeah, you're right. At least he treated his children well. He's not bad. (laughs) At least he was a good father. At least he was a good father. The Kraken is released by Poseidon. We get that man again. He's underwater in his faux I'm underwater graphics. It, it just looks wrong. He's opening this gigantic... I, look, could be the Rancor monster to talk about Star Wars again. Coming out of this gigantic cage underwater where the Kraken is held. The Kraken is released, David. It's a gigantic monster. It's In mythology, it's supposed to be a giant squid. But they kind of made this giant tentacle monster with arms, long arms. 
arms. Yeah. Perseus gets here in time. The bird again. Bebo is the bird. Bebo, Bebo, Bebo. Bebo, like, flies in front of the Kraken to distract him. Gets hit. You think he's gone. And he kind of shakes it off. The Pegasus, as a matter of fact, also gets knocked into the water. Yeah. Out from the satchel, the Medusa head freezes the Kraken in stone, but also just destroys and disintegrates. I was so upset about that. I really wanted the statue to stay, so... Wouldn't that have been a great idea? Like a monument. Or they could say, this is how statues were made, or something like that. And like he really- threw the head into the ocean. Now, I was saying, some poor person's gonna be walking on the beach, and it's gonna come up on them, and they're gonna turn to stone. So Medusa's still alive, right? Because her eyes are blinking. Mm. So is she cursed to just be this head now? I don't know. And the funny thing is, he throws the head in and Pegasus comes out of the water. He's like, oh, hell no. I ain't gonna be in the water with that head. You ain't changing me. I mean, it's a happy ending, of course. The Kraken is destroyed. Zeus tells all the gods that he forbids them from messing with Andromeda or Perseus. Oh, yes, that's right. The gods predict that Perseus and Andromeda will live happily, rule wisely, and produce children, and Zeus forbids the other gods to pursue vengeance against them. Oh, that's right. The constellations of Perseus, Andromeda, Pegasus, and... The vein. Sassapira are created in their honor. And I thought that was actually a really nice thing because it, it kind of is talking about, like, how keeping their spirit alive and, like, putting it into, like, us watching the constellations so it really happened in real life. I did like that. It really does make He also does mention good. that ongoing theme, which we've talked about before, including with Mumra, and we talked about American Gods a little bit. If you have believers and followers, it empowers you. Because they say, what happens if more humans are, are like, awake yeah. or aware or self-sufficient and don't Fishing, see gods and not wanting to pray to gods and he's like well there's enough fools out there pretty much still we'll be all right for now they didn't want this movie to be like other movies if they quote unquote wanted it to have more class almost like sword and the sorcerer which we're doing soon you know it's like a lower budget kind of movie they didn't want it to be compared to that so that's why the casting was higher quote unquote to appeal to more people and they didn't want any poor acted sword and sorcery movies the studio wanted arnold schwarzenegger and they turned him down because not only did he not speak English, but someone said he is too big to be a Greek warrior because most of them were in shape, but not huge. So Harry Hamlin's body definitely fit that picture, I guess, a little better for them. Harry Hamlin's body could fit my picture, too, <laughs> back in the day. There was to be a sequel, David titled Force of the Titans, which was pitched to MGM in 1984, but further development of the movie was never made. It was going to have somehow Calipus not dying and coming back, which I think might have been a little, eh, but I guess you set up a villain. More things are, let's see what we got. A four-issue comic miniseries called Wrath of the Titans was released after the five years after the events of this film. It is the presumed dead Calipus escapes from the underworld to take advantage on Perseus and his new family. So there is a comic book continuation of the original. And Harry Hamlin in 2007 reprised his role as Perseus in the video game God of War 2, which I think is a fighting game. Which, that's kind of cool. Of course, there is a remake, like we mentioned earlier, and a remake sequel that definitely, over the years, like David said, I don't remember it. I know I saw it, but I don't remember it. I just know that things were bigger and better, supposedly, but critics and a lot of people do not like it. It's like, you know, it's it's one of those things where they have CGI, and it kind of takes away from things. I do want to touch on merchandise really quickly. Matter of fact, there was a tin lunchbox, which I believe David does have in his collection right now. I do. There was a figure line. I did have. You did have, and Perseus, I ended up inheriting that Perseus. I remember, you know, having him. Not Calipus. A board game was released, Puzzles coloring books and an inflatable pegasus which i would have loved Mm. and again siskel and ebert mentioned that it might get lost in the shuffle of the big budget movies like superman and indy but indeed this movie is not just for children and everyone can enjoy it which i believe i didn't think this was for children at all when they said that they have redeemed themselves this time 
this, this time. time. Let's see what they say next week. David, oh my god, so your feelings all together, I'm pretty sure that we both enjoyed the, the rewatch, but... Much like a lot of the movies, like even with Legend, maybe the... F- first couple of minutes were a little slow for me but i was also like judging it by different eyes because i never remembered the beginning of it at all i always remember it kind of when he gets to the amphitheater and burgess meredith that's pretty much where i remember it coming from got my attention and it kept it and i i liked the stop motion stuff and the claymation-esque things and i i still believe that cgi robs us of realism and i don't care because you know what's really funny is my kids i I told you and there some of their friends started watching dark crystal i think it was too yes you did it was yeah. too deep for them but they were like wow she looks so real that the puppet oh maybe the original from the dark crystal like this is so cool she's so pretty and this and that and i'm like wow because to them those were real like they were alive see it's like the muppets for us yeah the muppets the things like that oh i love that i was gonna say that movie is probably scary right I think, it, it, you know what? It got weird and too deep for a while. It was, like, very strange. With, like, that Mrs. Hannigan, whatever that thing was. That, that uh, what's her name? Mrs. Hannigan. <laughs> I don't know what it was called. That, it looked, I know it just looked like E.T. Like... with the wig on, but it was, yes. like, I feel like Shelley Winters in that exploitation film. Playing Mama. <laughs> I don't and know. Cle- I think it was Cleopatra Jones. I agree. There's something, the charm of the stop motion to me is beautiful. Isn't there something, David, we've read that your mind actually can tell that CGI is fake? Uh-huh. So it kind of like, it tells you that it's, well, I mean, clearly the, the images are fake, but you know, it kind of, something about your mind can't register it as a real thing. Oh, they're working on fooling us, like with all the AI stuff. That was another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind podcast. As you can tell, we're as thirsty as ever. It's mm. a hot summer, David. It's a hot summer. Listen, this is what I probably, I, I, you know, where I was definitely, how do I put this? I was definitely a boy, so to speak, when I, when I, like, I love the adventure, the fighting, the magic, the, you know, the, that sort of quote unquote. I thought you were going to say I was a boy before I watched this and I became a man after. I definitely was gravitated towards the sword fighting and this genre and very much loved it. But of course it didn't Action. help that they were, there was good looking men with loincloths. Cause I didn't know what I, I knew I liked them, but I didn't know what it was. So. And I have to say our lead in Jason and the Argonauts next week is gorgeous. I don't he's know his handsome. name, but he's got a beautiful beard. So with that, speaking of people who have beards, David can always be found at Universal Appeal 2020, all word word, on Instagram, as well as the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, one word, also on Instagram. We're on TikTok, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Red Circle, 5050, phone your friends. Physical challenge. Physical challenge. Where are we, David? Thank you again, Radical Ones, for, of course, joining us every Friday. We can't wait to get deeper into some more of these movies this summer with you. And uh, we've only just really begun. More swords, more sorcery, and more loincloths, please. And just some more loins in general. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.